welcome back to the C Files podcast. Uh, this week I got another guest. Uh, sorry, Jake. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Um. Now uh, we're reviewing. A, kind of late now. It's been like a year since the movie came out. Uh, Tenet. And I asked this because I know you really don't like it. So. Oh, I just it's just terrible. I <laughs> I want to ask. What, what do you think of it? Are you a fan of it? I I'm kind of like I'm I'm just confused. The movie just confuses me on all the levels because in my brain it doesn't make any sense no i think he i don't know why people like it i think it's an either you love it or you hate it movie but i don't know why people like it so much yeah i mean both plot wise and just like behind the scenes it just i'm like because you know christopher nolan the guy who you know yeah christopher nolan yeah love all his stuff was super excited for this movie and then He, this comes out, and I leave the cinema being, being like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, you think Christopher Nolan, you think maybe Inception, and you think if he's doing something with time, you just imagine it's going to be something absolutely incredible. Well, yeah, he's never done a, like a, a thing. I've seen most of his films. I don't think he's ever, he's never done a film other than this, which I haven't, like, loved. Yeah. Um, like, so I'm, I, so I'm like, uh, I, when I, you know, you get home and you lo- start looking up, are you people talking about movie? And I've got yeah. like a bunch of weird theories of why people think what people think went wrong with this movie. Right. Varying from what probably seems like the most likely to me is that it's the first time he's ever made a movie and had complete control. And actually that makes it. Yes. Um, is that true? I'm actually I looking at the page. That might be true. Cause all his other films he's written with like his brother. Oh yeah. And this so is the first film. brother kind of thing. Yes, yes, but it doesn't look like he's written. His brother didn't wasn't a writer on this. That might actually have something to do with it. Ah, I see, I see. Because visually, I mean, even you have to... It, it looks stunning. It's a stunning movie. Yeah. And whenever it comes to, like, action sequences, it nails it. But I think it's it's most... I realize this a second watch, Dan. It's entirely... The, the reason it doesn't make any sense is because of character. The characters aren't interesting, in my opinion. Well, they're not even trying. Like, um... True. I f- that's another theory that he tried to make uh, another theory which seems unlikely but then there are certain things I would get why you'd think it is because and the other theory is that he deliberately is trying to make a movie without character and this is an experimental film which sounds far-fetched right. but it sounds a little far-fetched but that's what I'm, I'm thinking my the own have the evidence for it is that the main character is called protagonist and the villain's name, first name, is literally villain. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty shocking. So I'm like, <laughs> so that's my, my um, that's my only like thought that maybe this could be it. Honestly, I really kind of want to see an interview where the interviewer was like, "What the fuck happened?" Because <laughs> the entire, it seems like the rest of the internet's kind of doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's he hasn't really explained it very well. No, I did. Although I did, I will admit. On a rewatch, this does make more sense because I think the reason I didn't understand anything the first time was because, and it's definitely, I'm going to blame Nolan for this, is because usually when you watch a movie, right, and yeah. you understand something, something happen- that something's happening, you understand that something's happening, but you also understand why the characters are doing that something, you know? Like, right. there's always, even like the worst movies, there's always a level of motivation, like a per- of character yes. motivation. Yeah. There's no character motivation here in that. Throughout the entire movie, yeah, he's doing stuff, and theoretically, like on a, a normal person would do it in that it's just the right thing to do. 
but there's no character character reason to do it. You know what I mean? Like, um, yes. There's no personal invest. Like, there's no like there's for no example character like, arcs in it. There's no progression of his story. He's just. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, do you know what I'm a... talking about when I say character arcs? I'm talking about. Yeah, there's no like he's just a blank slate. He doesn't do anything. He's he's just a bit of a boring character. Yeah, I know. Like for example, I've I've heard like a way this could like even. So, like, you know the opening, which I think is visually a really interesting opening, but makes oh, yes. us very confused. Like, if, for example, like, a, a friend of his got shot and the rest of the movie is him trying to get revenge on his, for his friend and hunt down the, his killer, that would make sense, because then you have, like, a level of personal investment in the film. Yeah, there's this quite does... a lot of plot elements that are also lost in it, I noticed. Mm. Like, it's sort of this kind of hint that it's almost like the afterlife, because he takes the cyanide pill, which is yeah, referred and I didn't really understand it. And then another time, you know, in the in the first scene, which is brilliant, yeah, no, where it, he's rummaging yeah. through the the what's it, opera house. Yeah, something like it that. It never really I don't really see how it ever fits with the rest of the story. It just seems like a random act to draw you in. Which is okay, like Like a cold open that that works. A cold like, open, yeah. Which can work when... well, but in this case it just Because usually not... cold opens are kind of there to like introduce you to a character like yes yeah or but this fit tones yeah. yeah but this is just not there which maybe could be an interesting like thing where it's like uh he's trying to film a film make a film where usually there is character yeah but like he's just doing the exact same things but if you walk rid of a character which is why the opening doesn't is really hard to follow because yes. you don't you have no because it's it's the, I think they're like on a mission to save like a in, a spy. I think it is from like. I think what I've got what I've got from it is that the opening scene is. There's a spy, and we're with and he's the guy they they get out they rescue, who's uh embedded with like some looks like some like military guy, and then the military right. guy has worked out who the spy is, and then they have to get him out. Yeah, that's what seems to be happening. But because we have no idea who he is, we have no idea who the spy is, we have zero context for anything, it's incredibly confusing and makes no sense. Yeah, if they gave it a bit of an introduction, it would be better. Yeah, it would just make more sense. And I, I mean, I feel like what could be interesting is if, and this would be the only evidence, if this would probably presumably prove uh, that the theory of Nolan making this movie without character... Yeah. And it would probably be the only way for him to save face is if he then released a version of this where there was character and that, like, you know, wins an Oscar and all that and say, because imagine, like, because, you know, his other stuff has won Oscars. Like, he's a... Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's other like, stuff. Because I heard this compared to uh, Inception a lot, you know. The, yes. Which yeah. is a movie I think everyone thinks is incredible. Like, it's a... <laughs> and but yes. that And a lot, I think a lot of people, when this was being, like, advertised, I remember there was a lot of speculation that this could be an Inception sequel, which... It feels like it might be in the same cinematic universe, like, maybe. Yeah, that, like the, the, the Nolan cinematic universe. I mean, I... Because... But that movie, it works because there's a lot of character motivation with, like, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. He's doing it right. to get back to his children because he's been ex- exiled from... The there's no United stakes. States. Yeah, there's, like... I mean, it's, like... Supposedly, uh, presumably, yes, you would do this if given the chance because you have to save the world. But that's yeah. it's not. There's nothing else there. So they used. Yeah, it's a very bland motivation, and it's like, well, anyone would do that, presumably. Yeah. You know, it's not. Right. 
What was I going to say? I'm just not a fan of the flashbacks and the flash forwards in films or TV. No, I'll say it, mate. At all. And I think it's Christopher Nolan has a way where that's how he does structure his films. I've seen a, a video where he explains where he puts, he writes all the acts, but then he jumbles them on purpose. And I just think it's, well, to be honest, I think it's a bit bullshit, really. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan. I just think he's trying to... Yeah. Which, and I think that can work when in some in some of the movies he does this, he, add, like, he tries to add twists. And if you yeah. want to add a twist, it does work, but there's a level where you need to stop using it. Like, Or like a movie like uh, Dunkirk. Have you seen Dunkirk? I have not seen Dunkirk. That's like that? Not... No, I'm, um, I'm thinking of 1916 or whatever it was. No, that... Um, Dunkirk, it, it jumps around a lot, but that is not trying... I think that's just because it's trying to tell individual stories. Right, yeah. Um, that, that, like... And I, that's a movie that's another... That's another thing where, like, it, there's no, there's no like... It's, it, there is character in it, but not in the sense where they have, like, character arcs. It's just, like, um, a study of kind of... I, like, it's, it feels more like a study of uh, a, a person's, like, the, the human state, if you will. You know, right. it's, it's what how people react, how different people will react in like uh, drastic situations. Yeah. So like, it's even even when he's um, even when he's there's no specific character. He 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 notices that there is character in a scene, which I just seems like the the problem with this movie. Yeah. And it it, it and I I watched watched it again and I. I it does make sense to me until you know the, the that like big stunt scene where they're with like the fire truck and all that. Yes, yeah. The you mean the plane? Uh, not the plane. The the bit where there's there's the cars and the like. They're trading that piece of metal. Oh, oh, yes, yes. The case. Yes. Until then, everything I think makes sense because until then, it's not particularly sci-fi related. Like they mention right. sci-fi elements, but there's no, there's no. Um, I like think big, you know. Yeah, I think sci-fi can be a bit easy to write, in my opinion, because it seems t- like most of people can just explain and get out of any problem that they want, which is sci-fi. It's my problems with a lot of Star Wars films as well. Yeah, they just add some like jargon in there to like, fix the problem. Say, I don't know, the ship is off or something. This is just all hypothetically, obviously, but so the ship is off or something, and then they need to like keep it they need to bring back the ship they'll just end up saying something stupid along the lines of oh well we can refabricate the quantum reactor and basically just yeah. come up with some excuse and i think it's lazy writing to be honest that seems like a, a problem that i and i, I know i think I, I know what kind of things you're thinking of when you say that um in the later star wars movies because yeah even the prequels which i'm not defending in any sense they're they're terrible terrible movies that, but I will admit that George Lucas, the ones that he was working on, which is the prequels and the original trilogy, they don't do that, which I think is why those are better movies. He's right. very good. He's a bad director, I would think, generally, but he's very good at world building and not doing that. Yes. Yeah. But I like in, in, the, in the later movies, like when you talked about, like, um, you know, the, the, the one by Ryan Johnson, where they have like the, the thing that you can track speed jumping or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> like you can't just introduce that without like some su- sort of information, like yeah. or like some mention that they've been working on this or whatever, because that's 
And that's yeah. just because I think there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes at Disney. Because they kept, I think they like kept just rehiring and firing directors. Oh God, yeah, no, yeah. that's never a good. I mean, that's I think thing. the biggest problem with all those movies. They just kept, they they couldn't decide on a director. Right. Yeah. No, it's pretty shocking to be honest. Yeah. So it's it me again. It's just, I I think my I think my general opinion of the movie is that it's fine. I can right. accept it. I, can, I appreciate what it does well, but yeah, it's definitely it's his enough. weakest movie. And I think, and people who really like um, the technical side of filmmaking or like really like action spectacle will admit this is a this is a, it's a good movie in that sense. But if you like, if you like character, if you really, if there are people who like Quentin Tarantino stuff will hate this because I've I've noticed Tarantino. Tarantino has really, uh, you know, his characters are always, like, the best yes. part of his movies. And the Coen brothers. Coen, yeah, Coen brothers. Yeah. Directors, yeah. Those people always do really good um, character. They're really good at writing characters. Well, the problem is that characters kind of write the story themselves. So when you get rid of that, that empathy yeah. and relatability, that's, it's just not an interesting plot. That's, but again, another reason, and I'm sorry I keep mentioning the, the theory of this being... Um, the thing, the theory of this being uh, deliberately made to be terrible, is because <laughs> a, a, a thing you can always tell when the character's bad in like most movies, you know, like the big action schlock that you'll find, like there's no, is when the 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 defining thing that I try to lead movies by is the difference between things being made to happen to the protagonist and the protagonist making things happen to themselves. Right. Like um. Uh, the, yeah. The difference between the Matrix and the the two directors later moving Jupiter Ascending is that in the Matrix, um, Neo he makes he chooses he cho- makes choices that then lead onto things happening. Like he makes the choice. Like at the end of that movie, you've seen the Matrix, I presume. Yes. Yeah, he he chooses to fight fight Agent Smith, even though he finds out he he thinks then he doesn't have powers. He makes that choice, but in Jupiter yeah. Ascending. The character, she does nothing. She actually makes like zero choices about the movie. She just um, think characters say, "Come here" or "Do this" and stuff like that, and that just doesn't make it a very compelling character. Right. But that's not happening here, where uh, the protagonist is choosing to do stuff. Like they are making choices. There's just no real reason for them to be making those choices. Yeah. I think that's kind of the. And I mean, this movie, I had like just. To keep track i had to write down notes so i could just remember um different points in it and at the ending (laughs) i usually find these videos kind of pretentious because i'm always like well you should know if like i because i'm usually most movies i I understand because you know yeah i have like but i had to watch the ending explained these for (laughs) tenet yes yeah no that youtube is riddled with them didn't help that that which didn't actually help that much. Yeah, no. All that it explained to me was what the metal things that they were trying to get together were, which right. apparently it's a thing called the algorithm, which is a formula that inverts time. <laughs> something which I think just, which I think is like a, an actual like scientific theory. Which I it's think the sci-fi has... thing I was talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think like... it has to do 
with the reversing of protons and neutrons. Right. Don't, don't make me understand. <laughs> don't choose. Uh, <laughs> physics is my worst subject. Um, but I think, so basically, that's what it is, and they, they, the scientist in the future broke the pieces, broke the algorithm into nine pieces, and then inverted those pieces and hid them in the past. How they did that? Please don't make me answer that question. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but that's su- supposedly what the plot. And then the Russian dude. Yes. Whose name is villain. <laughs> I'm not joking. I midway I was watching this movie. I'm like, what is this villain called? So I have to write his name. His name. I'm should look it up again. Uh, tenor and villain name. Uh, villain name. And the, the villain's name is Villain Satan. <laughs> the originality, oh everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty it's, terrible. It's lazy. Um, so, yeah. um, so I get, so he's trying to get all the pieces together, and then he attaches the triggers to those pieces to his Fitbit. I don't know why. What makes it even so terrible? Like, I don't understand why the reversing of time. Like, okay, let me explain this again. Let me explain this yeah. again. They they talk about the bullet, you know, when it it's like yeah. sucking back the bullet, the gun is. Mm-hmm. And they say it's much more deadly. How how can a how can a bullet going in reverse be much more deadly than a bullet going through a body? <laughs> I, I mean, I think I, I I and again, you make a very good point and the movie doesn't explain it. <laughs> But I they like they say they mention radiation a lot, so I'm thinking right. that. But then later in the movie, someone gets shot with an inverted bullet, and it just looks like someone got shot, and they deal with it like someone just got shot, and they right. have like mild radiation poisoning. Yeah. So that's I mean, like, but again, like it's, it's this movie suggestive. has it. This movie did, and this is the only thing it reminded me of: The Dark Knight in. In that it's whilst it's it's twelve rated in the UK and it's PG thirteen in the US, it <laughs> rides the. There are scenes where it does ride the line between that. Like it, if it went a bit more violent, it could be a fifteen in right. the UK. And maybe he really wanted that PG thirteen rating, and then Dassault was like, "Okay, I'll tone it back." And maybe it's something it was supposed to be more, but I don't know what they're doing with like it's. It doesn't feel no. right. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. You bring up a valid point that I have no idea what's happening. Um, yeah. So usually it's just like small things like that. It's like there's it's a lot of just just confusion. I don't know why there. Um, another thing I've noticed in movies is because I, I I've I've uh, I've so I've I've been shooting before and I've heard how that like in like so you know when you like people go shooting they have to put like the the big earphones in. I know you can't do that in the UK, but you have to put those bit. You have to put like. You have to put on, like, these really big, three-inch-thick, like, headphone-type-looking things. Are you talking about directors? I'm a little confused. No, I mean, about... like, when you're lit, when, like, shooting with a gun. When you've done... If people who do that... Oh, oh, I think yes. you're talking about I can understand that filming. can be confusing. Yeah. When you go shooting on, like, a range and stuff, you have to put oh, on these, right. like, yes, yes, yeah, three-inch-thick earphone things. Yeah. And even then, it's the loudest thing I've ever heard. I'm not joking. It feels like... And, with, and this is with three-inch-thick. It's yeah. See, it sounds like someone is beating every drum on a drum kit at the same time. <laughs> right. And, like, you can feel it vibrate through your body. Have so you shotgun? 
Um, I have before, yeah. And like, but even, and I, and I, I shot like I shot a small gun, and it was the loudest thing I've ever heard. And the guys like next to me were shooting a handgun. And that's what was making the sound. Right. Yeah, it's like that's insanely loud. It's shocking. So when he's in like the the the, cl- the the small room catching a bullet, I'm like, yeah, you catch that bullet, and then you did five minutes, so your ears stop ringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's another. Yeah, you're right. That is a problem. They did that. A lot of problems with The Walking Dead, I think, because they just never really... I th- yeah, no, they shot very closely to their ears the whole time. Yeah, like... The Walking Dead. Have you, se- have you seen the, the latest the Halloween movie that came out in 2018? No. No, I haven't actually seen any of the Halloween movies. There's a bit where Michael Myers, where uh, the, 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 the lady in it, she's, like, by the door with a shotgun. Michael Myers grabs, put, punches through the door and grabs her head, and she sh- fires a shotgun right next to her head to, to shoot his hand. Right. And I'm like... That's it. Now you go sit down, and then you go to sleep, and then you go to the hospital because you can't hear anymore. <laughs> yeah, or they never. No one ever really jumps that much when a shot is. Pulled. Yeah, like maybe it's because they're trained. But personally, I'd be really bad in like an action movie. Like motherfucker, that's yeah, so loud. <laughs> like yeah. Rambo should be have like all, all action stars should just have in irreparable ear damage. I I'm just imagine that's what's happening. I have right. no idea how soldiers do what they do <laughs> without being completely deaf. Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent I went on because I'm annoyed that pe- that movie... I-, I get it, but it's still annoying that now when I watch movies, I keep thinking that everyone should be deaf. Right. Just a True. thing I do. Um, yeah, so... So... <laughs> um, it's... It's, yeah, sorry, about, about the character thing. It's... Another thing that I did notice, though, is that every other character except the protagonist and Neil... No, it's not protagonist, sorry, not Neil. The protagonist yeah. and the villain, they all have characters. They all seem to have... Like, there's there's a... The actors do, behind them are doing something. There's... There seems to be certain arcs to that, you know? Right. Especially a uh, uh, cat, the... the Cat, yes, the villain's the lady, wife. Yeah. She... Does have an, a character arc which seems more in line with his other stuff, you know? Like, yeah. Because her whole thing is that she's really scared of her husband at the end. She kills him and it's like this big, you go girl sort of thing. <laughs> and that's a right. weird p- way to put it, killing your husband, but it's. Yeah, no. Like his whole. I mean, even his whole thing is kind of the possessiveness, which uh, right. he does, I think. The actor pulls off well. Um. With yeah. what he's given, but she, her, like the 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 first scene she's in the bit where like the her and the protagonist they go to dinner, and they're like they're talking about how, I think, the reason he like she won't leave him is because she is an art curator, and she he bought a piece of art that she said was not a fake and then he found out it was a fake and thought that she was trying to like embarrass him and she said right. and he says if you leave me I'll send this to pol- the police which I th- which is actually a decent motivation I think but right. the reason I thought it was uh, the, her performance in that scene was really good was because at the beginning of the performance when she doesn't know that the protagonist knows as much as he does she seems very confident and is very like. Um, she seems she's very, like. I'm know. gonna slightly disagree. I think 
I none of the acting really I was that astounded by in the film, I have to say. I mean, yeah, compared no, I... to other Christopher Nolan films, like of course the Joker and the Dark Knight. But that that's the thing though. I feel like you can't compare anything. That's possibly one of the greatest that's possibly like if someone was if someone like went through every performance ever and said and rates put the top ten like performances, I mean like Joker's up there. Like right. Ledger's performance in that is be- unbelievable. I feel like that's a that's a performance you're not allowed to compare things to. That's <laughs> right. Well, I feel like acting in older movies I prefer because it's not just good acting. Like you can make someone cry on set and you can make it very believable, but I still won't remember that as much as um Samuel L. Jackson's performance in um, Pulp Fiction, just because of how stylized he was, and I think films where you have a, an actor who not only makes the role maybe realistic, maybe an actor that may, that may not be believable but just very interesting to watch is a lot better, in my opinion. So Al Pacino and Scarface, Pulp Fiction, again, most of the actors in Pulp Fiction are very stylized. Um, yeah. Just, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I, I think. I think so. If I can just clarify, you're you're talking about how you prefer when you 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 prefer it when the, the the performance is iconic rather than just you know good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Which much. I understand. None of the performances this like yeah. You you seem so. It seems like you you like movies where the character is iconic and is very big and that memorable. Yeah, memorable. Yeah, and like... I think that. What it might be is this this movie, which I think the acting is very good in this, but I will admit none of it's particularly memorable. Like there's no, no, there's no... I can't really remember any. Like I, also, the script isn't that strong either. I can't really remember any iconic lines or anything like that. There's it's a few, just... I think, but they're all from side characters. Yeah, the the, the main character, like the side characters. There's a one line that I mean, yeah, you know, you're right. There's nothing. There's there's nothing like particularly like grabbing. It's sort yeah. of just. I mean, this movie is like full of exposition. There's like eight exposition dumps, but however, it still doesn't help me at all. It's still really confusing. Yeah, it's a uh, bit like. Uh, I can generally remember one interesting line from The Departed, and I know that might I. be a very unpopular opinion. Have you seen The Departed? Yeah, yeah. Did you like it? I didn't love it. Then again, I was doing other stuff whilst I watched it, and it might just be that I, another thing here where I just wasn't paying as much attention in that this movie that you need to pay attention to. I actually think it's quite overrated. I I watched it. I mean, it's just it wasn't it wasn't even as enjoyable. I think it went on for too long. I just wasn't too big of a fan of it. But I think it's actually in the top fifty films of all like, time. Yeah, it's, it's considered one of Scorsese's best movies, and I and I don't know why. Yeah, Is Scorsese I mean, direct Taxi Driver? Yes. How can you compare The Departed <laughs> to Taxi Driver? I'm sorry. The Departed, I mean, it, like, I can think of one line, and, uh, and that line is, there was a rat, which isn't good at all. It's just, you know. A lot of talking about rats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that might be a movie that I should... The same with Joker. Everyone really likes Joker. I'm... And I mentioned Joker. Snip- I haven't seen Joker, so I can't say I anything didn't. about Joker. That's a movie. Apparently, Scorsese was sub- was asked to direct, and he was like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, really? we're not. 
because yeah, no, it it feels very influenced by Scorsese. It's it's basically a mix of if you gra- if you got Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, it's just that, but the villain, the cat main character is wearing makeup. <laughs> right. Because yeah, no, it is. It, it's, uh, it's from what me- I've seen, it looks very Taxi Driver esque. It's a very. It's definitely a rip off of Scorsese stuff. It's like the, I don't know who wrote it, but they were definitely watching a lot of like. 70s New York grunge movies one writing that because I mean I didn't like it but everyone else did so maybe I missed something and I'll just I'll watch it again but I don't know right. I don't trust other people's opinion very often yeah yeah so I don't know this is just, this conversation about Tenet is just making us talk about movies that we think are overrated yeah yeah what's gonna say um I don't know I mean this movie it might just be that I really, I had really, really high hopes for this. Like, I love all the actors in it. Like John, I, John David Washington, he's a, I, he's a great, great actor. I think, and he's an actor where he's he's son of uh he's he's a son of what's his name Washington, the actor in Malcolm X. Okay. I don't know. I I just remember the curb stomping scene from Malcolm X. Is yeah. When that yeah, not, I don't know. I'm thinking of American History X. Am I? Wait, hold on. What Possibly. movie am I thinking? It has X in the name. Uh, it might be American, American History, History X. X. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Uh, one sec. My brain's gone blank. Um, uh, the, he's the main... Uh, his, the, the, the main actor in this, the guy who plays the protagonist, is the son... Of Denzel Washington, sorry. You know Denzel Washington, right? This is getting Listen, really confusing. I recognize the name. <laughs> Very He's much. the guy in um. Wait, wait. Say his name again. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. <laughs> I have the same problem where I'm like, I know the name. This person's <laughs> famous. I just don't know what they're, what they're in. Yeah, I recognize his face. Yeah, no, he's in a lot of stuff, but. Uh, so the actor who plays the protagonist movie, John David Washington, is his son, and he's he's an actor who I really like because I feel like a lot of people who are the children of very famous people do yeah. sometimes find it hard to get out of their parents' shadow. Like yeah, um, yeah, true. Will Smith's children. I was gonna say, you know, that's really weird because have you seen the sketch about Will Smith's son? It's very funny. No, what is this? I'll send it to you later. Yeah. It's pretty funny though. Oh, is it the Key and Peel thing? Yes, it is the Key and yeah. Peel thing. He's a he's a guy, and apparently that I mean, it probably doesn't help that he's got a very negative like public image. But uh, yeah. he's a he's a guy who's never um, been able to, I think, get out of the shadow of Will Smith. Yeah. Maybe it's just because Will Smith's really famous. Maybe it's just because he's not a, like just very good, particularly yeah. talented person. But like. <laughs> People who, like, I find a lot of actors who, who are able to get out of their parents' shadow seem to do better in acting. Like, um, Maya Hawke, who's, who's the daughter of Ethan Hawke, and uh, what's-his-name from Kill Bill. Uh, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. So you keep reading my mind. Fiction <laughs> poster is right next to me in my room. Uh, what's her name? Uh, crap. I can't remember. But I know there's a lot of controversy about her actually going in the film because what's Uma her Thurman. name? Uma Thurman. Yeah, 
Uma Thurman had a pretty tough time on set. Do you know about that? She, I think she broke her arm on part two. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think it was actually part a little bit of the Me Too movement from that. I think. Yeah, it's because it's 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 the because the movie's produced by Weinstein. Oh, what Pulp Fiction? Pop, yeah, all, all I think every single. Oh, I mean, he worked. Movie, I knew except, he worked closely. Oh no, but, no. Tarantino's openly said that they they like he said like he's not denied. I I do appreciate yeah. this from him. He's not doing the thing that you know actors do, where like they'll find like you'll find out one of their friends was like controversial, and then they'll deny yeah. they ever knew them. Tarantino no, no. I said, saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's pretty open yeah. about it. Tarantino said like, yeah, no, I knew the guy, and I mean, he even he did say mentioned, and I think this is probably true about that he was a guy who you didn't want to. He was very used to getting his way. Yeah. And I think Uma Thurman has come out and said that that he she did like harass her a lot. I don't know yeah. the specifics of it. Neither do but... I. I think he, she was also forced into a stunt that she wasn't too happy with. Have you heard? I of don't that? know about that. I, I mean, I do know she was car crash. I don't. I can't recognize. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. No, that wasn't a stunt. I uh, that was a thing where, in part two, when she's driving to like that guy in the jungle, I you probably remember it. That wasn't a stunt. That was, I think, just that something went wrong in the car she was driving crashed. That wasn't... Wow. I think that was just a driving expert's fault. That wasn't Tarantino or anything. That was just... Right. And I think... I, I, apparently, everyone, even he does regret... I think that's the, the biggest regret of his career. But I think she, she's, she seems okay about that. I think that there's nothing... Like, nothing, like, terrible happened there. Right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that tangent. Um, no, that's fine. Yeah. But Uma Thurman's daughter and Maya Hawke's... And Maya Hawke... She's another actress, and she's in like um strange. She's a uh, you know season. Th- have you do you watch Stranger Things? Yeah. And you know in season three, the lady at the the ice cream thing. Yes, yeah. That's yeah, Maya Hawke. Yeah, yeah, that's Maya Hawke. And Maya yeah. Hawke, she's also in she's in Fear Street, which just came out. And I would, if you like horror movies, I would definitely Fear recommend. Street. I recognize that. I think it's I've the been new, scrolling through Netflix and seeing it. It's this new. It's do you like if you like horror movies? I would absolutely recommend it. I'm more of a fan of fan oh, yeah just said fan <laughs> fan of thriller to be honest i think thriller is just such a superior genre the thriller is a very good genre again i might i mean like um i mentioned this in the next episode with me and 40 uh have reviewed friday the 13th and i don't know if i'm gonna release it <laughs> if i'm release i'm releasing that that's coming out friday i don't know if i mean today when this is being released or i mean next Last week, when I might release this, who knows? This Wait, is my uh, schedule. Actually, can I ask where do you release this? Is it YouTube? It, it's on YouTube and Spotify, but on delay because I'm really lazy about releasing on Spotify. I should do that more. What's, what's yeah. your... YouTube, it's the C Files, and Spotify. I think Spotify, it's just the C Files podcast because that one's just the podcast, and the YouTube channel has other stuff. Um, yeah, right, but yes, you see, so anyway, um, so yeah. Basically, the end of this tangent is actors who get out of this, the shadow of their parents do better. Anyway, this is a podcast on Tenet. We should probably get back to that. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason we're doing so many tangents is I'm sorry, Nolan. There's not a lot to talk about your movie. Not very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm... I think, I don't know. Next episode, whenever this comes out, is either... Um, a it's I I'm doing two things with forty, and it's one of those two things. It's either an episode on Friday the Thirteenth, but if that's already been released, it's gonna be an episode on Get Out. So, Get that's Out, what's, right? 
That's what's up next. Up's next. That's what. Uh, that's what. Uh, <laughs> nah. Fuck. Uh, that's what's up next. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. This um. Follow us on the C Files podcast. Um, yeah. and as Jake mentioned, we're on Spotify, on <laughs> the C Files podcast, and apparently yeah. one other stuff. Anything that Anchor puts me on, I don't know what Anchor puts me on, but it, it puts me on places. If you can, if you, anyone knows what that is, please send it to me because I have no idea. Um, but I'm apparently on those places. I know I'm being very vague, but yeah. Right. This has been the See Fast Podcast. I'm Luke, and see you. Goodbye. Next episode. Hi, this is Luke. If you liked that video, please like and subscribe, and click the bell icon for notifications about new videos.